Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. Sure, I haven't seen you in a while. We haven't done this in like three weeks or so. I know. Sorry, you guys, thank you so much for bearing with us. Or maybe you're not bearing with us. You're, maybe you're bearing without us. <laughs> um, we, we took a couple weeks off, you know, just kind of to, to reset a little bit and, you know, care to other things. David's grew a mustache. I did. I definitely grew a mustache. It is. It's creepy cute. It, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. No, I mean, he looks like a beautiful man. I got to tell you. I mean, he looks like, the, he looks like a, a cop that plays in a metal band. That's pretty much what I am minus the cop part. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> um, yeah. I took a couple weeks off. A lot of things have happened. We are uh, at San Diego Mag. We are going out into the streets and I'm starting to actually film, um, do stuff that I was doing for Food Network and basically creating three to four minute segments and which will eventually be in episodes and create a Food Network of San Diego. Um, so we've been going into some of the restaurants. I just went into Fong Trang. If you guys have not been back to Fong Trang in a long time, you have to go. Oh my God. They have caramelized fish. There's a whole catfish that is caramelized in a clay pot and is a traditional um, southern Thai dish. Fong Trang is in Convoy, one of the like foremost oldest institutions of Thai food. Yeah, excuse me, not Thai food, Vietnamese food in San Diego. And I talked with the owners, got their story, and we sat down and really had a deep conversation about how they got here, the first generation. When the first generation of um, that family came over, you know, they didn't speak the language. They, they, didn't, they didn't know what to do. The only way that you can really, you know, make it is to like sell food. You, they cook. They cooked all these traditional dishes from southern Vietnam, and they cooked for their friends and family and sold it. And everybody loved it so much that they started lining up at her, at her door. And then she opened up, her name is Tina, she opened up the little spot, uh, I think it was in Linda Vista first, and then they moved over into Convoy area, and they've been an institution for 30 years. It's, it's just a, gr- it's a great, beautiful story. The family's now running it too, but go and eat that catfish. How have I never been there? I, oh, I love catfish and like what you just said I'm now like I'm like I already I know my dinner plans. oh it's got that fish sauce on the <laughs> side but that's not too fishy it's just like perfectly acidic with a little bit of that like like umami funk oh so good nice but we have a pretty action-packed show we've got a the owners of James Coffee Company coming it's, on later it, you guys you guys gotta like, hang around for this all right so we recorded their interview um, a little while ago, so I, I know that it was a pretty good interview. I was uh, there. You were there. Uh, David was here, too. Um, I was actually there as well. Um, the James Coffee Co., a little bit of a backstory with them. I've been wanting to feature them for a long time. They've done they've done a really good job just creating like you know cool spaces around San Diego for coffee, and you know they're roasting their own um, stuff. He actually started roasting coffee in a little popcorn maker that he bought off the internet. They start. They've really tried to do um, as much sustainability in their um, practices around San Diego as possible. They did one of the first to really do like the bring your own cup. They had actually bought like tens of thousands of cups that were not disposable. They were getting rid of that waste. It hasn't gone perfectly as planned, and in fact, it's been really frustrating. We're going to talk to them about what it's like to just try to do good and the the and the kind of hiccups you can run into, you know, in that. But he's also um, he is the band member. <laughs> excuse me. Is the guitarist. The guitarist for Angels and Airways with Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. Uh, and I'm sure that he hates like that being his main, main thing. And it's not. He's done his, made his own way through life made a great coffee company. So that's what you need to know. But a little backstory with that, too. When I was a kid in high school, I knew his sister. And so I would go over, you know, and she was a good friend. And when I say study, we genuinely just studied. Um, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. she's just a great friend. But I would go over to her house and study because she was just smarter than I was. And she would help me on, on certain things. And we'd you know, try to help each other get through, you know, the travail of high school academics um, and he, he was there. I think he was even playing guitar. I don't know if he was playing guitar. I might make that in my head but you know, <laughs> years later uh, she, um, I ran into her and she's like, she's like my, my little brother he's, yeah, he's in a pretty big band. You should check it out. He's in a band with Blink-182. I was like, no way! 
Right on. <laughs> cool. So, anyways, you, yes. you, you know of that. I do. Uh, and uh, you want to know something else about guitars? What? Uh, I know things about air guitars. Once uh, or twice, we've had uh, the United States air guitar champion uh, air guitar with us on stage while we played. And now I get the honor of being a judge for the San Diego for the United States Air Guitar Championship this Saturday at the Marrow. You guys, this that was actually a cue up. Um, the reason why we brought up David's association with all these bands, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, was that David could cue that up. I could the, I could plug the hell out of myself. National Air Guitar Championships are this weekend. You can go in person and watch. It may sound like a terrible time. To be quite honest with you, when I first heard this, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. But you know what? If you've ever seen it, it is so much fun. Have you, I don't know if you ever did like air band in like high school, middle school, whatever. It's more about performance. It's more about energy and dancing and skill and everything else. And it is awesome. And everyone's all themed out. Like there's one guy that's like the jolly green shredding machine. Yes. There's a guy, uh, Randy Diablo, who's basically like kind of like a hipster version of like uh, Joe Dirt. Um, like there's, it's so, so funny, but so, yep, I'll be judging it. It's at the Marrow this Saturday. I will be saying lots of funny things, hopefully on the judging and wait, well, where up. is it? Is this Saturday where? At the Marrow in Hillcrest. Okay. Gotcha. And the yes. Marrow is like, what, where is the Marrow? It's on like university and Google. <laughs> <laughs> university and Google is my favorite answer that's ever been said. You are, that is so good. All right. So university and Google this Saturday, go check out the air guitar championship. Yes. Come say hello to me. And so let's get into some news. Uh, we're playing a little bit of, um, what's that game called? Chef roulette? No. Yeah. I was, I was like chef roulette or what's the thing where you go around the chairs and you have to sit down. Wife swap. What? Yes, we're playing. okay. We're gonna go with Chef Roulette here in San Diego. <laughs> uh, yeah. Musical chairs. Musical, That's what I was thinking of. Musical chairs. So, you guys, this is big. Uh, there's a two big chef swaps. If you've been following, you know, San Diego Mag and uh, this podcast for a long time, you've known that we love Kingfisher. Kingfisher is one of the greatest restaurants to arrive in San Diego in a long time. Uh, great Vietnamese menu from Chef John Bautista, who grew up in San Diego, Filipino roots. Um, you know, learned to cook like traditional French. You know, and now is moving in into some of the Asian dishes that he grew up with and, you know, just kind of, you know, of the culture of the people that he used, his family. And so he did that with Kingfisher, which is a partnership with the people who own Crab Hut, another great restaurant um, group in town. Crab Hut is awesome. Locally loved favorite. So they did Kingfisher, killed it. He got nominated for James Beard Award. Well, a month ago, we found out that he was leaving. So and I, t- I texted John. And he, I was like, well, what's going on? And he's like, you know, I just need to take some time off. I work so, so, so hard. Um, well, then two, like a couple days later, we find out John Bautista got a James Beard nomination for his work at Kingfisher, had just accepted a job at the fishery. A fishery in mm-hmm. PB, which you also know if you paid attention to San Diego Magazine, has, it, it is rejuvenated. Owner Anne-Marie Brown, her father started it. He was a fourth-generation fisherman. He runs a fish um, distribution shop out of the back called Pacific Shellfish. Um, Anne-Marie now has taken it over and has like the Juniper and Ivy um, uh, GM, the former Juniper and Ivy GM. She's got a um, barman who was from Whisk and Ladle back in the day. Whisk and Ladle was one of the best restaurants. It is phenomenal. And Mike Reedy, who was there, the chef for the last couple years, John is replacing him. So... I was like, what is happening with Mike Reedy then? Because Mike Reedy's done all this great work. So first bit of news is it there to clarify. 
is John Bautista from Kingfisher is now at the fishery, which means great things yeah. for the fishery. And Mike Reedy, I'm like, what? And he, I talked to Mike, and I said, well, what, what are you doing? He's like, I can't really announce it yet. He's like, but it's going to be really big. I'm like, you're going to Cali, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and this is true. <laughs> Chef Travis Swikard from Cali, if you know it, I was just down there two days ago. We were filming something, and he had this 275-pound catfish. I'm sorry, not catfish. 275-pound swordfish. It was the most imposing looking thing in the world. He delicately butchered it and broke it down into, um, you know, usable steaks and marrows and things like that in seconds. Um, Mike Reedy is now joining uh, Travis over at Cali. Cali, you guys, is, I mean, if you have not been, it is one of the best restaurants in the country right now. He is cooking at an uh, another level. He has his team completely bought in. And the fact that he just hired Mike Reedy, who is a great chef on of its own, suggests big things are coming. Totally. Do we know uh, who's going in at Kingfisher? Uh, Kingfisher, no, Kingfisher, they promoted. They did. From within. Okay, So cool. the sous chef who was behind, uh, John Bautista, he's now going to be the chef. I don't know if they if that's their long-term plan or not, but I mean, I, I love that for them because, look, they've already got a good minion, they've got a good team, and you actually raise from within. You know, you don't need another name chef, to be quite honest with you. You've already got a great program. That chef be it below John, I'm sure, is phenomenal. Trained, knows knows the place. Give him a shot. I love at least giving somebody like within the organization has worked their way up and on, from the bone from day one and give them a shot to run the whole thing. So that's where Kingfisher's going to be for a while. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that there's probably a good chance you could maybe see uh, at least one or two of those restaurants we just talked about in our upcoming uh, Best Restaurants issue. You will see a couple of those in the Best Restaurants issue. I think you'll see every single one of them. I just ruined it all. <laughs> and you can let me know if I should edit that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so fine. <laughs> all right, we've got some more news here for you. Our Green Affair is opening a third location in Solana Beach. So you know this place is it, Our Green Affair. It was started by a local family. When one of them found out they had Crohn's disease, the whole family was a, a, a foodie family. And they did not want you know their family member who was di- who was diagnosed with Crohn's to have to eat crap right or to have to have to eat n- nuts and seeds and you know things that just you know were not I mean that were totally healthy for her body but not enjoyable whatsoever so they created our green affair to really create some really good salads and wraps and you know healthy clean eating you know for her that was also enjoyable and it did really really well it started in Hillcrest in 2020 then they opened a one in PB now they're going to open one in Solana Beach they use some of the best stuff. They especially produce Charlie's Best Bread, Catalina Offshore, which has some of the best seafood in San Diego. Um, so they're opening one in Solana Beach. This one's going to be a little bit more refined, a little bit more, um, a little less raunchy, they said, because they've got some, uh, I forget, like one of the names of one of their salads is like, you know, toss your salad or something like that. You know, <laughs> it's a sexy, provocative sort of Hillcrest, you know, institution. And the one in Solana Beach is going to be a little bit Less cheeky, but still that same good, healthy, clean food. <laughs> and also, their restaurant name sounds most like a 2000s screamo band. Our Green Affair. It does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least the song, something yeah, like it's that. Yeah, like, it's like a, a mix of Green Day and something gothic, and romantically gothic. <laughs> yeah. So, Halal Guys is opening not one, two, three, four, or six, but five locations in San Diego? Yeah. All right. Look, so some people- That you, is big. You land two, two ways of the fence on this, right? You're like, oh, God. We already got Kebab Shop. That's our local guys. We love them. Yep. You know, like, get off my lawn, Halal Guys. Or you say, you know what? There's a lot of 
room in this city for good food. Hello, guys. If you've ever been to New York City, if you're from New York City, this is a classic street stand that was, you know, serving halal style food, which halal is, you know, is basically animals that are butchered and harvested uh, um, according to um, guidelines set out in the Quran. And it is, which all, at the end of the day, I can go through all of it. But wh- when you're a food person, what you know about halal food is that it tends to be cleaner, better, more ethically treated. You know, it's hmm. just, it, I, you look for halal food, you know, because they're very careful and clean and they make sure that, you know, the animal is, done, is, is treated in a very, um, you know, like humanitarian way before its death. So there's not as much stress in the animal when it, you know, when it meets its end, you know. So it's, mm-hmm. it, halal food is just good meat. Um, and these guys became legends in new york city uh because they, they they're they're like um yellow and black checker they, they appealed to the taxi drivers a lot of whom in new york city i believe it was up upwards of 60 percent at a time i just read a story um i believe it was in the new york times about the percentage of taxi drivers at least in the 90s and the the, the zero zeros were almost 60 percent middle eastern you know so these guys were you know out driving the um the streets and looking for some good food that they could get on the go and halal food i mean halal guys was that like go to that taste of home a really good you know really really you know a good middle eastern um you know um uh, kebabs shawarmas that sort of thing so they're coming five locations we don't know quite know um yet where but the next year you'll see five of them across the city i'll give it a shot i'll definitely give it a shot but i do have my loyalties to our our local boys i know kebab shop love you guys yes indeed you're gonna be okay so maybe the smallest sushi restaurant ever is opening up in Linda Vista. Yeah, this is uh, Sushi Ichifuji. Uh, Ten-seater. They're doing pretty much omakase only or a nigiri course. So they can only serve. They're only going to do two turns on that. Ten-seat sushi joint in Linda Vista. Um, and again, it's basically whatever they have fresh. You just put yourself in their hands and they will make you a custom, custom-made custom course for the night. Um, and it's because it is two guys who, one of whom uh, got, has worked Worked at both Michelin star sushi restaurants in San Diego. Uh, that's uh, Masato Fujita, who is at Soichi and Tadakoro, um, both of whom have Michelin stars. He's really worked his way up the ranks. His family has a like a century-old sushi restaurant in Osaka Jeez. that he worked at. So they really, really know their stuff. Um, yeah, Ten Seater just opened. Try to get yourself some some tickets, some reservations. Good luck. What do you think it's going to cost to do the omakase there? I, you know, I haven't looked in the price yet. I, I mean, if it's only 10-seater and they can only turn it twice. It's got to be a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I would say at least that. Yeah. And one last news. No, I no, no, oh, no, no, no. You're missing things. Oh, I'm missing things. Yeah, agua frescas. All right. Don't, oh, don't miss my agua fresca. Oh, geez. I missed agua frescas. How about, how about agua frescas? <laughs> tell, tell me about that, Troy. Tell me. <laughs> David, the great Harding is among us. It is upon us. We are starting to like, we're like, what can we make hard? I'm going to take a Capri Sun. I'm going to make it hard. I'm going to take oat milk. I'm going to make it hard. I'm gonna, you know, it's like, I mean, everything, every drink that you could ever imagine is getting boozed and spiked and everything else. And I'm all here for this trend, especially this one. Hard agua frescas. I'm shocked it took this long for this to happen. Because, uh, I mean, look, if you're going to have hard kombucha, if you're going to have hard lemonades, I mean, we are San Diego. We are taco shop culture. That is the drink agua frescas of taco shops. I mean, it should have been done a long time ago. This is a local guy. His name's um, Ernesto Garcia. He just opened up El Puerquito Hard Agua Frescas. It's going into the Miralani Makers District. And he's got like, you know, Jamaica, uh, Tam- Tamarindo Agua Frescas. He's 
He's got a cucumber, a pepino, um, one that'll kind of rotate in and out. He's sharing a space in the Miralani mar- Makers uh, space with a, um, a salsa company. And he's kind of made it into his own, like, you know, kind of uh, like a speakeasy looking little place. So hard agua frescas you can get over in the Miralani Makers. That I definitely want to try. And we need to think of what beverage hasn't been made hard so that we can create a second company. I know, seriously, right? Like, um, I mean, it's hard like, yoo-hoo's. I, I I drink that right. <laughs> hard chocolate milk. <laughs> I would. Okay, right. We're basically doing like a um like a white Russian or like a yeah. uh, um. What, what was it? We need a brainstorm about this. What was the real. What was the shot? The blow blowjobs. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay, last news item. We have a new rooftop restaurant here in downtown. Yes, we do. Um, Kimpton. Uh, the Kimpton Alma. If you know this space, A, I'm a big fan of Kimpton because they were one of the first environmental, I mean, not the first, but they were very on the forefront of environmentally friendly hoteling. Um, and they really gave a shit. And they, were, and they gave, a, gave a shit about you know restaurants and, and chefs and cooking and everything else. And they really invested in the restaurant space. Uh, this is the old Hotel Palomar. And it went through a full renovation about an October. You go onto our website, you can actually see a video that Jeremy, our great in-house filmmaker, did of the renovation and what it looks like now. Um, and now I have a new rooftop restaurant and bar with a familiar name, Jason Neroni. Jason Neroni was at Blanca, which was a forced, like a, a high, high-end restaurant in Solana Beach um, for a while. And he went up to LA, started like a four-star snack bar, kind of made a name for himself, a real deal high-end chef. And I really liked him. He's a He was like a, a really obstinate, opinionated man, and, and but in a fun way. I liked him a lot. He really, really knew his food. So he's basically overlooking all of their, their food service. So you got a rooftop bar, at the Kimpton Alma. Um, it's called Leave of Absence. You're going to get wood-fired oh. dishes, flatbread pizzas with squash blossoms, uh, chicken shawarma meatballs. They're going to do a brunch up there. Da- I, look, anytime a rooftop opens in San Diego, it's a pretty joyous, momentous occasion. With Jason Neroni behind the sticks on, uh, on the chef line, it's going to be damn good. I, I thought of a beverage we could make hard. What? Hard water. Hard water. Yeah. I think that's called seltzer. Yeah, but it's not carbonated. Oh, <laughs> so Jason, just, just water. So, so David just invented game. flat seltzer. <laughs> I did. Thank you very much. Uh, that you, no one can take that from me. Yeah, you guys just sent us the millions of dollars now. Thank you so much. <laughs> and that is your hot plates this week. We will be putting up a blog post on SanDiegoMagazine.com, linking to all of that good stuff. And we do want to let you know that right around the corner on June 23rd is our best of North County party. Excited for this one. It's going to be good. It's at the Carlsbad Flower Fields from 6 to 9. You can get tickets at sdmag.com forward slash North County. This one, you guys, this one is a great, again, another great party. Um, I, I, of course, I have to say that all our parties are great. So believe me with the grain of salt. But if you've been to one of San Diego Mag's uh, parties, you know, I mean, we've got Amalfi Cucina Italiana. We've got Avant. You, you know, you got Izo Spirits, which makes that a great mezcal. We did a podcast episode with them not too long ago. Lauberge Del Mar, Le Pafre Paris, Matsu. I mean, so many great restaurants. It's over gonna, the top. It, it's, it's great. And it's in the flower fields. We've got a band. There's going to be you know about a thousand of us you know sipping and tasting and talking and dancing and drinking and everything else i will say this if you went there last year this uh, 
moment of truth here. We, we didn't do it right last year. And it was still a really good time. I had a really good time. But last year, what happened was we did it right on the, uh, on the tail end of COVID. We, we, it was the first time we'd ever done this venue. And the max capacity was, we didn't hit the max capacity. We kept, we kept it off a couple hundred you know, short just to make sure that everybody had enough space. But still, it was a little bit too packed. It was a tiny bit packed. So we brought down the number this year of people that can attend because we want this to be a perfect party. We're not about making the most money. We'd like to make a tiny bit of money because we want to see the future of journalism actually extend into the future. But um, but we're going to bring down the maximum amount of people this time um, so that everybody, you know, so the lines aren't as long. And last year, too, five of our restaurants called in because of COVID the week of. So what happened was we had plenty of booze (laughs) and we did not have as quite as much food as we thought we were going to have um but there was still a ton of food there was lamb chops there was tacos there was ceviches there was, I mean, was, was a lot of great stuff this year we're not going to have that problem it's going to be perfected it's our second year at the flower fields so it's going to be awesome it will be great and once again you can get your tickets at sdmag.com forward slash north county and let's uh, bring in our special guest now all right, so you guys, today on um, the podcast, I have uh, basically what, I, what I've considered as a big hole um, in my resume as a food and drink writer in San Diego for the last 15 years. Um, you know, James Coffee started, uh, what, 10 years ago now, I believe. It actually is 10 years, yeah. April, I mean, officially, our launch date was April 1st, 2013. All right, so that voice that you're hearing right now is David Kennedy, who started it. As I understand it, you started on a little popcorn uh, maker in your house or your apartment or whatever, wherever the hell it was. We'll, we'll get to it all. We'll get to it all. But then evolved it, and it's become this great you know, coffee brand here in San Diego with a few different locations and a good community and doing some efforts in sustainability, where they're, which we'll talk about some of them successful, some of them not. We were just talking about that before the podcast started. Um, but it's become one of the like most, I mean, in my view, one of the most beloved coffee brands in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have like similar friends. Um, I grew up with your older sister, um, became really good friends. Uh, I went to, I grew up in Mount, Car- uh, Mount Carmel. Or I went to high school at Mount Carmel, grew up in Ranch Penasquito. You the same, kind of knew some of the same people. And you went from, you know, you have been in the music scene for a long time, guitars for Angels and Airwaves, um, I'm sure a lot of other things. And then you ended up in the coffee world and you, you basically dedicated your life to it like some people do Jesus. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. Just like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show, you guys. How are you? And this other, the other half of James Coffee, Karina, you guys, you guys came into the coffee world together in what, 2015 you came to San Diego, correct? That is, is that like on Google? Like, how do you know that? I do my research. Very thorough. Where is that information? <laughs> <laughs> but that is true, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, husband and wife, correct? Yes. yes correct. Okay, husband and wife. You guys have a family together. You've been running the, the business together um, since 2015. Yes, and, and there is a third person, and is my brother, our, my brother, her brother-in-law. Yeah, Jacob is. Uh, 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 33% of this, if that's, if I'm 33%, okay. All right. you're 33 yeah, that, yeah. That math, that, that, All right. that we, math checks out. Then we have the silent equal with us yeah, here. Yeah, Jacob is, yeah, so I just don't want to leave that part of it out, but um, yeah, but then essentially Jacob and I uh, got going together, you know, as an official, you know, starting a company, yeah. and then um, fortunately Karina got involved and made it all sort of transparent and make sense and make, make it seem like we could actually... We knew if we could, you know, buy that piece of equipment or hire that person or maybe start a new location. Prior to that, 
uh, I always say Jacob and I just put money in a pile and somebody would ask it for us and we'd just give it to him if it was there. But we didn't really know if it was real money or, or fake money. Yeah. So I want to go, I want to give everybody a little a bit of backstory though, right? Okay. So you grew up, um, and I, I will kind of go through a shared history here. Um, you grew up in San Diego, um, went to Mount Carmel and then Powell, um, Ranch Bernardo High. Yes. Correct. Okay. That's correct. Okay. Good. This is this is. I'm going to hang the um, yeah. interrogation yes. bulb. It's yeah. going to come down right now. I want to make sure you have your facts right. You will be hooked up to the lie detector as soon as David gets it ready. Um, <laughs> all right. So you so you grew up there. Started playing um, music. Give me a little bit of like background of your music career. How did you get involved with Angels and Airwaves? What bands <clears throat> were you in before then? Let's start there. Okay. I'll try to keep it quick just because I'm old and there's a lot but <laughs> no when we started our group of friends we were all kind of huddled around I was essentially uh, really focused on surfing other friends were really focused on s- skateboarding but we all sort of had this commonality of, of music and we all played different music we had ultimately I was in a band called Built to Last another friend's band was called the Iconoclast another band was called the Get Down Clowns and then essentially another band became Blink and so that was our core circle of friends and we all had different groups but we were all together essentially on this sort of getting you know writing some sort of board and um and were you guys playing in backyard parties at pq yeah essentially backyard parties <laughs> um uh, yeah and then old, you know old, old soma and then went soma. out to like, you know che cafe and uh soul kitchen and um you know where some was, of us uh, where was soul kitchen soul kitchen was in uh, el cajon on, on uh, uh, main street okay uh, but like yeah, I mean that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been it's been a couple years. Yeah, <laughs> um, but um, and that's and so and then from that was our familiarity, our group of friends, and that's how ultimately my connection with someone like Tom from Blink. Sure. From that, that's we en- ended up doing like a band called Boxcar Racer. Oh, that's right, you did Boxcar Racer together. Yeah, we did. Okay, and I went then, and saw you in Montreal once. That is random. Yeah. <laughs> it's not random, but you're, I mean, that's, that's really cool. I actually maybe even remember that. I don't remember the show, but I remember that night. And uh, that's another thing. But it was just a particular, I went out to dinner that night with my friend Ben at the time. And uh, they took me to a nice little place. But that's it. <laughs> we can talk about that later. Um, but I had really good food there. And the reason why I bring this up, so I mean, so obviously, um, you got you. David has played for some of the, you know, some just really cool San Diego bands that have come out of here. Um, but part of the reason why you started um, uh, James Coffee too it was kind of a revolt as I understand it, uh, reading interviews with you in the past, that you would go out on tour and see everybody just drinking and just, you wanted something that was kind of an, a, an alternative that you thought coffee culture was it. Yeah, but I wouldn't put it as a revolt. I, I wanted to do something that sort of participated with some sort of adult social activity. Yeah. And it wasn't a revolt like, like oh my gosh, I'm going to do something the opposite. But it was more like I enjoyed the conversations people were having about beer and wine. Right. But I wasn't participate. I couldn't participate in them or I had no desire to participate in those particular conversations and then when um, actually uh, with Karina uh, I met Karina we met uh, in Indonesia uh, more than a handful of years ago and um, and then from that we were really connected for a handful of years and um, so you've Karina you've yeah. been involved since the beginning then I thought well, that you came she she in the business part but her, as far as inspiration and conversations and getting this because me being a musician kind of always knew that my Yes, we've met before. Yeah. Before James James was there. So yeah. Okay. So okay. I met him. He was only a musician. James Coffee wasn't there yet. 
Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, so you can so give me a little bit of the, bit of the background. Yeah. So you yeah. so you guys met. You were in Indonesia, yeah. correct? Yes. David yeah. does not like telling the story of how we met. I love. It. <laughs> I do like. It. Okay. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't. I don't like that you part. Do. Of it. There's one specific part he doesn't like because he was um, on a band hiatus and he was DJing at the time yeah, so trying to don't like figure out a different avenue you don't like of saying music. the DJ word <laughs> yeah I don't like saying I was DJing <laughs> but I was and it got me down there oh, whatever so we were, we were I was DJing a holiday party for Rip Curl like all these brands that were you know they you know they're I don't know what you call it like yeah they're all like uh, what do you call it? Surf skate, action yeah, sport brand. Street wear. And, uh, yeah, streetwear stuff. And they all came together. Like it was like Billabong, Rip Curl, like, and, it, and, and, um, and essentially I, um, got hired to be a DJ for this party. Now, are we talking Diplo, like drop no, the bass. I don't know what I'm doing. I was playing like, <laughs> I had people yelling at me for sh- stuff like that, but. I was like playing the Cure and Depeche Mode and stuff. I, I, yes. you, know, like, you emo little DJ. I, I don't uh, emo. I don't think that's well. well we're all actually, emo at points, right? I well, mean, well I, I'm in a just write dark poetry. Yeah. I guess I, I grew yeah. up on the Cure. So did you? Okay. So how did you meet though? You knew you wanted to request a song. I, exactly. I okay. wanted to request a song, but I had security. And <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't let me request a song. I wasn't taking requests. <laughs> I would have taken requests from her though. I would have. I can't believe those guys were like, no. Like, they, like if she came up to the thing, said, "I want to request a song from the DJ," and they, I had a group of local dudes that were like, "No, no, no, the DJ's not taking requests." I was like, I, I didn't hear about it till later. I was like, I would have taken a request from her, <laughs> Karina. You didn't stand for this, though. I get the feeling. Well, oh, I think you got your request no, through, didn't. didn't you? No, she didn't. No, she didn't. no, I didn't. No, I really didn't. No, no she. Had, we no. we met up at a at a club later that night. Right. That's the part you don't like to talk about. That's the part I don't <laughs> like to talk about. So we met at a club later that night like an after party and uh and she put her i was sitting at, i was just you know holding up the wall essentially and she came <laughs> over and asked if she could put her her drink on my table and i was like yeah sure like of course and then she went off kind of danced a little bit and then uh she came back and then um then she just looked at me and she said where are we going next and there, i was like and you're like san diego like, you want we're go. going to form a <laughs> yeah. coffee company pretty together much. we're gonna have children and that's the rest of our lives yeah, yeah that's exactly much, yeah. what i said <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah i said all that especially the family part yeah we're gonna have kids and family and uh, mortgage these are all the fun car payments yeah that's all the fun things you talk about the first night you meet somebody so, all right, did you, A, did you give me a request that night that you met? Did you probably like, you know what I was going to request? What were you going to request? I was going to request justice. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, come on, I was 21 years no, old. No, I like justice. Justice too. was justice. great. No, they are great. They yeah. are great. I, actually, I, I, I agree, but. That'd be all right. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that one, by the way. Okay. I could have come with like more of a deep cut or something. Yeah. Like some little. Okay, so well, so then give me, okay, so then let's let's get through like where you guys got the idea for um, starting the coffee company. It sounded like your brother was involved. So you guys start talking about it or the brother well, comes in? Give me give me the, the background. So I lived in Bali when we met and we would we had a long distance relationship for many years and we'd right. meet in different places um, at different times and we would hang out at coffee shops and that's awesome. kind of what what we would do to explore the city, the country we were in, yeah. the culture, and then I think it kind of grew from there. Right. Well, yeah. That's, uh, well, the big story was you're based on having this, you know, continued connection with coffee or deeper connection with coffee uh, and conversations. 
one of the big thing that connected for me because I was always looking like with music I was always like what what else I got to do something else I was always into metal fabrication I did a lot of like commissioned metal work for yeah. different people and I thought I would do that when all my time off you know like or when we weren't, weren't traveling I would try to get like little little gigs you know making furniture and but I was like that's not I didn't really feel like really really like a lot of energy for it yeah as far as I didn't like the connection a lot of times I had with the client and uh <clears throat> she brought up um like her friends from university that she uh at the university she was going to that were roasting coffee in their house and then on on the weekends like serving free espresso to the sidewalk just so people could taste their their coffee and their roast and i was like wait what do you mean they're roasting at home yeah like i was like you was thought like, that you needed this big yeah like i thought it was, it was like what are you talking about yeah. i said like, what a cool way and then they eventually through the school program they got like funding to open up their own little like student cafe on on, on campus and i was like what a amazing organic way to like learn about a business and then and continue like in a in a natural rate of progression and probably just like uh, uh, mu- music too. Oh, you're so much like, like music. You're like, like I, mean, I can do that. Thing. I can yeah. do that myself. Yeah. So it, I, I immediately went on you know online and that's ultimately you know going back into the you brought up the popcorn maker thing as I saw all these people all these home remedies of people roasting coffee at home and uh, so yeah the popcorn maker was a, a good one. And um, Wait, so, so I so you up, bought yeah. a popcorn maker. Yeah, from rose? from I, I believe I bought it in like I was in Germany with her and I bought it and sent it back to California. But hey, on eBay, you got to buy an old one, though, because the new ones are all regulated with power. The old ones, you could s- just turn it on and sear an a, entire a, city, start a fire. Yeah, right. just like <laughs> no problem. No problem with that. Then no one cared about back in the 70s. But um so you get this old school popcorn yeah, maker yeah, off yeah. the internet, or you yeah. buy it in Germany and send it yeah, back. Yeah, elect- electronicbay.com. Okay. Electronicbay.com. Yeah, I- yeah, <laughs> definitely, you want to hit, right, so, hit that up. So a popcorn maker off of eBay, yeah. you get it sent back to, yeah. into the United States. Yeah. Now, you're fully endorsing this, though, then, because you sent him on this goose chase, right? It's, it's, I think I think at that point it was a she's like music ain't gonna work out for this guy (laughs) (laughs) she was fully endorsing it for her parents like no no he's not just a musician he's he's starting he's gonna start a business she's not gonna so she definitely was like (laughs) (laughs) that's great my wife does the exact same thing to be quite honest with you she's like okay look I know that you have this dream over here but you know what you're also really good at what we might actually work and actually make a little bit of money for the family here we go okay sounds good All right, so okay, so you start experimenting. I mean, was it was it ex- successful in the beginning, or was it was it a disaster? Straight away, it was just awesome. Everything was. <laughs> You're full <laughs> of shit. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But no, I mean, it, you know what? That's what's wonderful about coffee, though. In all honesty, yes, it wasn't what it it, it became, but it was successful. Yeah. The first time I I I put the I found the green coffee, got it. It all worked. I I made a French press right away. Was it good? No, but was the experience fantastic yes yeah. I mean because I really saw it all happening and it was just a matter of learning at that point but the elements were there and you could just combine the two I didn't have an idea honestly this wasn't even about a business at that moment it was it was just wanting to get deeper connection with this sort of drink that I was becoming more and more enthusiastic about but eventually it connected to like hey let's start we, the only way to buy things too is to sell things essentially to make money 
Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is how some of my favorite, I mean, Bird Rock Coffee Roaster started in the same way. His wife gave him a, a Christmas gift, you mm-hmm. know, just to start getting into home coffee mm-hmm. making. And he started doing it and, you know, did it really, really well. Yeah. And people dug yeah. it. And he had this cool surf, you know, vibe going on that resonated with the local culture and everything else. And, and he gave a shit about, you know, the growers and, you know, sustainability and everything else. And that took off. Just kind of like you started as, as a hobby, kind of again, like music. There's a little bit of parallel that you're like, look, it may not sound good because I guarantee your first song oh. was crap, you know, right? <laughs> it was a band called Them. So, yeah, of course it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so the first one, but you know that you can keep on playing. You like yeah. the, the process. Yeah. Of yeah, it, yeah. Right. You like the pro- that's when it is. It's like when you actually connect with the elements that m- bring something to life. Yeah. yeah. So whether or not it's good or not, you just like everything that it took to get there. And you're like, I'll just get better at it. And you know you can get better at it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you start. Okay. Th- then how does the company actually start? Or how do, wh- where's your first gig? How do you start selling? What's, well, and when you, do you come over? What? I think that you, you started online and mm-hmm. it was 2013. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how you well, Yeah. We started start. online and we were taking any event we could you know yeah. right. mm-hmm. uh like showing up at like a hair salon opening and or um or a charity event or some sort of you know just anything that would just be like yeah come and serve coffee in the parking lot yeah most of the time we'd always do it for uh no money you know just for sure. for a whole year really uh we didn't we just would show up and try to make cups of coffee for people and yeah we and everyone was like how is this working out for you and i was like i don't know but <laughs> I don't think it's something that you can, you just have to show up and do it. It's the same thing with music too. You don't know, you're not looking at like what you're getting out of that situation. Yeah. You're just, you just know what you're not going to get if you don't show up. Exactly. So, um, which is nothing. nothing. You don't know what you'll yep. get if you do show up. So, so we just kept showing up. Yeah. Until we finally, yeah, trying to get the, that sort of name out there and what we were doing for, for, yeah, at least, uh, over a year until we opened up like a little retail spot. And did you know, um, when was the first batch? I mean, how long did it take you to get that first batch? You were like, dude, this is actually really good. It's, it was pretty, pretty quick okay. actually. Um, as far as something that we were, you know, cause with coffee, there's a, you know, if, you know, once you've kind of, I don't know, like, I don't know how to, it's not like this overcomplicated process, you know, right. but it can become, as complicated as you want for sure but when it just comes down to it it's just about applying heat over a certain period of time yeah roasting yeah, yeah. roasting so if it's baking it's like a continued setting something at a, a constant heat over a period of time where roasting is an increased heat over a period of time yeah anyway and following those kind of guidelines and if you just try to hit it in the middle like we were for us we were pretty comfortable and confident after you know a little bit to like we were excited so you, you had know? this but going back i don't know you know going back it might have been like that that, that was pretty sh- that wasn't very good but <laughs> we were we were i we, read the we, first thing i ever wrote for yeah. a paper how'd that um, make you feel it did not make me feel very <laughs> good. it did not it was an interview with ziggy marley wow. uh, from That's college a big gig. yeah it was cool Jeez. wasn't it yeah i also did space hog that was my first two yeah. um but the uh heavy, ziggy heavy, marley, heavy hitters but there's a li- there's a line in there though yeah. that says and this was right when the internet was coming yeah. out because i'm old and it was yeah. 91 i think or something like that when i wrote this thing and i was like Z-, and if you're in case you're wondering readers mm-hmm. the um <laughs> Ziggy Marley lets his dreadlocks hit the keyboard as well. He's on the internet. <laughs> oh. It was the worst piece of shit that has probably ever been. I actually burned it. 
I did. No. I actually burned it in effigy, and I was like, "This, I'm sure this is very nice." I should have kept it. I was a yeah. little bit impetuous, and yeah. I did actually burn it with a fire, with a real wow. flame. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> anyway, so if you could go back, I'm sure that you now you're making way more sophisticated. It's, yeah, it's just back. well, it's just uh, you just your development and your process and inconsistencies are really big. You know, a huge part of it all. So yeah, I, I, everything's gotten just incrementally better over time. But when we started, we were like, "Heck yeah." You know, yeah. yeah, we were excited. So what was okay? So then, how do you? How, you well, obviously, you guys get married. Or you, are you you come over to the United States and then you become part of the of the enterprise, right? Yes, yes. pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There was, there's, like, there's there was a hiccup in our relationship. <laughs> I'm sure. There yeah, always right. is. No yeah, there relationship was, is there ever. There was a few years where there was just one big hiccup. <laughs> oh, okay, so there's a little bit of a brief intermission in what is and your then, so then And then we were right. doing the call. We were really focused on the call. We were just talking about the other days. Like, I really feel like that time that Karina wasn't a part of James Coffee, yeah. and we were on our hiccup. Um, I felt so like long. You know, it yeah. felt like such a big part. When I look back, it's like the smallest part of the company now. Yeah. And because it was only a couple of years or more. And uh, yeah, but I think I guess over that years of time, we would we wouldn't talk. And I can't say they were nice conversations. Sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. there might have been some late night emails. <laughs> oh, you, you know, guys are you about, guys are real human beings. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. like all of a sudden I'd wake up in the morning to some blasted email like, oh, my God, I can't even look at my phone right now. <laughs> you know, she's just so mad at me. But um, but I've you know what? We kept thinking so about that. There was a time I was like, hey, like, I think we should get back together and maybe we can just meet in some like neutral area. You know, I'll fly somewhere. You fly somewhere. She's like, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm with this other person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm focused yeah. on this stuff. You know, you can just go kick rocks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, but then, you know, then she's like, I want you to meet me back down in Indo. We'll go, we'll go meet up in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And you're going to play me justice. Yeah. Play, <laughs> finally play her justice. That was the whole, but no. So, and so the c- company was kind of gone, but then, yeah. And it was a really weird, 2015 was a wild year for us. Yeah. Specifically. <laughs> not, not for the rest of the world. But, <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Okay. But for us. And no, because we still got married that year. Okay, and you yeah. did. We yeah. got back together. We got married, and I joined the company. So yeah. we that was all in one year. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, so yeah. this is a massive upheaval, personally yeah. and professionally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now you're in business, which I know of. Yeah. I'm in business yeah. with my wife. She's yeah. over here. She's, <laughs> she's our CEO. Yeah. You know. So now you guys have a family business. Yeah. Um, and what you you obviously have experienced coffee culture with him. You know, you um, have you know really gotten into it. Do, uh, do you feel out of your realm do you feel like you're ready for this or you're like oh, what, am, what am I how do you contribute day one <clears throat> that was that was a big question yeah how how can I find my you know my spot in this company but yeah I it kind of worked out pretty quickly once <laughs> I opened up the books <laughs> and just oh okay the smart one this is my wife yeah. I, yeah. I opened up the books and just yeah, okay we gotta do something like Pandora's, last year it was Pandora's <laughs> box yeah. she's like wait you've never like reconciled a month like what about a year yeah. and I was like and she's, I was like what does that even mean she's like well you have to find out what money you spent and what money came in you've never done that and I was like oh I was uh, all kinds of things like so ultimately yeah. it, she uh, for something she was concerned there wasn't gonna be enough work for her she, by the end of the she was in tears <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wait, did you have a background in finance? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I have a master's in international business. Oh, so oh, it, this that helps. works out really yeah. well. <laughs> so I didn't marry her just for that. Okay, <laughs> I married her for her but personality yeah. and her soul and her heart. Yes, you yes, know, yes. but also the masters in finance. And yeah. It, it worked out yeah. really well. Okay, yeah. so so you come in. These guys are in shambles. Shush. I mean, <laughs> just a circus. You guys have a creative product that people like, a brand. You know, a lot of friends. You know, I mean, and being in the creative scene, I would imagine probably helped even the start of it too, right? For sure. You know, I mean, just because you you. Well, the only thing you think of the, the creative side of things if you're not thinking about well, I didn't think about the business at all yeah you just think about how cool this is going to look or how right. much fun it'll be to do that right and you do I mean and you make stuff you you make yeah. fabrications you make mm-hmm. which the brand has always been cool and yeah nice that's and the, I, I mean all everything you make from the merch bags everything you do you make you make the shops like yeah it's all creative and you can get lost in that because I don't think about the money or the business and um, yeah so that can so good, good so bad, did, ugly. I don't know, but did yeah, merch just, float you guys for a little while? Because I mean, that's interesting. As yeah. a band guy, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and as in the music industry, we know that merch yeah. is huge to help bands. Did that help James Coffee? Yeah, too? absolutely. Yeah, yeah our merch, sure. our, 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 yeah. I mean, that's something that's always offset all everything that we do. And if we just depended on cups of coffee, we, yeah, I mean, that wouldn't have been enough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you come in, you look at the books, they're in shambles. You're like, okay, here's how we're going to turn this around. How? What did you do? Did you mean? Uh, I I hired an accountant the first day one. (laughs) That was really necessary. So she cleaned up the books of the last two and a half years, and then we just kind of went from there. But that was right in the middle of wanting to open up a second shop and not knowing can we do this so, so it started in little italy mm-hmm. correct mm-hmm. yeah and then the second one was north park north park no. ba- bankers hill just bankers hill just a mile yeah. up the street okay got it i lived in bakers hill right across the street from um the cherry bomb um what where in bakers hill is it's the- on fourth and palm so kind of like where um evolution is but yep. evolution's on fifth and mm-hmm. uh whatever that street is but you know okay. fifth and then and then uh, what's the uh the the vegan pizza spot next door but you know it's it, it's kind of like right there but we're over on fourth okay gotcha yeah. is it the sister's pizza no 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 no, no that, that's, that's further down yeah on, that's up that's, that's on okay, first yeah, yeah. or whatever okay, got it got it, got it. Yeah. okay um all right so you open up a second shop you're starting to grow yeah it, it is and how do you well, how do you really turn that corner in a coffee the coffee community i mean how do you what was the big opportunity for you guys what was the big thing that really helped james evolve to the next level of roots um well karina really it's the one that did that because <laughs> i think saying having that, co- confidence that you can grow and just having all the money in order was a big step because yeah. I mean, it does take some time and it's, you know, a leap of faith. Are people going to show up? Yeah. Are they still going to buy coffee in the second location? And so I think that knowing that we can do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, the confidence part, just being like, yeah, if you, you know, it'll work out. But I don't know that. But it really just came down to also being able to <clears throat> clean up, like you said, making things transparent so that you could see if you could. And then also, you know, like in that scenario, we needed to talk to, to a bank to, to help us get through that process for and sure also like we linked up with a, a developer architect builder uh lloyd that has a few projects around town uh lloyd russell oh say, so um, is it lloyd russell yeah okay yeah and he's so lloyd to, russell for everybody at home yeah, and he is one yeah. of the foremost architects in san diego yeah. i mean and really re- renowned but he's like work. kind of say he's a generation above us yeah you know but he's still like a music guy he's still like a part of the scene he's 
very familiar with so many of the, you know, the, the, he would have just been before us. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and so we were, you know, I guess in that way we were able to connect and talk about things. Okay. And he invited us into that building that he, the project that he was in up on fourth, which is great. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That's a Lloyd Russell project. That, yeah. Obviously that in and of itself, you know, you yeah. have a few architects in, yeah. in town, Ted Smith, um, yeah. being one of them. Um, Oh God, who owns the Q building? Uh, Jonathan Siegel, Jonathan Siegel oh, yeah, being yeah, being yeah, another, yeah, yeah. and Lloyd Russell. I mean, yeah. really, are, are few. And there's a, there's a way more architects yeah, than that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. touching the surface of like people that've been around for a long time in San Diego. But you, if you get in a building like that, that in and of itself is an attraction as well. That helps. That yeah. just creates like a synergy. It, it definitely makes it to where we're like, oh, like we'd like to be in one of Lloyd's buildings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Got gotcha. it. So. so okay. So then, so your coffee business is going. You've got the books under under control. Mm. You know, you've got the creative merch uh, ideas and the creative scene. Yeah. You know, of people that you can kind of gather around you. You know, what? When do you guys start doing the baking? You go. You go to baking school, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the bacon's been a passion of mine, and then once we talked about, okay, how do we grow more? I think the bakery always, you know, came back up and we kept saying we need- For the record, I'm looking need... at the baked goods right now, I'm about ready to take a bite, sorry. Okay, go <laughs> ahead, please. We, we kept saying, well, we need a bakery. We need to, you know, do our own pastries. And there's a lot of great bakers out here in San Diego, but we really wanted to do it ourselves and essentially have full creative control right. too of what we can offer. Right. Okay, so you started learning, and I understand that you were a baker as well. Like you've 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 been. No, I I'm. I, I heard a sourdough starter story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. I'm a. Okay. I, I make one loaf of bread, and uh, <laughs> and that's it. Um, and biscuits, actually. But, but no, I um no, I'm not. You know, and then, but I got into that based on like a, a guy that I met in the coffee community that I thought was cool. All right, he just seemed, he said something. We had to do one of those, in those coffee conventions, you know, like we traveled to like Seattle, whatever, and it's, then like someone hosts a dinner with a bunch of different coffee roasters. And yeah. Everybody's gotta go around a table saying, uh, you know, the, the, the host of the, of the dinner said, hey, I want everyone to go around, introduce yourself, and give two things outside of coffee that you're passionate about, that you're passionate about outside of coffee. Yeah. So sure enough, like everyone's going around the table. It's like, I love CrossFit and I love, you know, it's like, I, it was at the time, I don't know. I think everybody in this dinner was a CrossFitter. I don't know. I was just like, oh God, you know, here we go again. And then we finally got, it got to this guy, Adam. And Adam was like, oh, I like, I like baking bread and reading books. I was like, that sounds good. All right. I was like, what's up with that? Like, and, uh, so I don't know. We've been friends and really close ever since. And he was sort of our, my bread guru. But that's okay. what he did. He said, he said, I, he saw, no, I just bake this one loaf of bread. I bake a sourdough loaf and yep. boom, that's it. I don't get, I don't get, I don't get creative. I just make the best thing over yeah, and over. I make this again. one thing over for my family. Yep. And I was like, that seems so like cool. And Therapeutic then, um, and cool. Yeah. And, and, and plus, if you're going to do sourdough, you got to treat it like a baby. Yeah. It's, it's like a, one of those, it's like, it it's like that science project yeah. when, you, when you're a kid in child yeah. development, you got to carry around the egg for a week and make sure it doesn't break. You have to feed it. You have to take care of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was, uh, so that was, that's how that came. That obviously really connected with Karina still that, 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 you know, I guess it was really right before around when our daughter was born and, um, it actually helped through that whole first part of, uh, when she, we were at home with her as a baby because it was the one thing that I was always used to being able to go be in the garage work on things always just do whatever I wanted to do and that changed having a baby sure. which but it, I could be in take you know be there with uh, with our daughter and uh, also host this you know project 
you know, with the the sourdough, which was you know, you yeah, know, got two babies, the proofing and yeah. feeding and feed this one some flour, feed this stuff. one yeah. some yeah. formula. <laughs> so it was like it's, it, it kind of gave me still a real outlet, like during those first, you know, that first six. How old is your months. daughter now? She's turning five next month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So she was born in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So um, yeah, so it was uh, that. That is that's a uh, yeah. That's it. That's All right. So what now? You guys have your own bakery. Yeah. I mean, you, yes. your baking facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, right? we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, up in Pow Escondido. Escondido. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And okay. So now are you guys making it just for your um, own you know shops, or are yes. you making it for mm-hmm. everybody else? Too? Yeah, just for ourselves. We we okay. actually you know in this whole game of learning things and not. Uh, putting together actual like plans um we it's been a it's been a lesson to learn over this last year that we we since we opened the bakery yeah of uh yeah trying to build it and then add the components more staff more items more things taking on like a little bit of wholesale thinking we were gonna you know trying to figure out how to make the numbers work yeah and uh but as things would grow we're growing over the last year uh it really just made the stick bigger i could never really get we so we've now Kind of, kind of reset and okay. and just focus on our own shops and and, and, and a limited menu. No, we've done and that uh, same thing mm-hmm. with San Diego Magazine. You yeah. start, you take it on fifteen different projects. Yeah, and you, and you go, oh, you know, okay, you know what? Let's just fo- refocus on the right. core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know? we refocused on the core. <laughs> but yeah, it was a yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. It's another world, like um, having that as an element to the company. I'll bet. And I mean, and look, yeah. if you're talking about coffee, you're talking about croissants. You're talking yeah. about like this. Yeah, and the, the croissants, I mean, it's a three-day process. It's right. really a labor of love, so yeah. it's hard to, um, you yeah. know, it's cut mor- corners on that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a morning bun? What is that? That's a morning bun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at something that's beautiful. Yeah. This brown. is great podcast content. Right <laughs> oh, my God. This is like, fantastic. If you, you could see what I'm talking about. Well, right you know what's funny? We've been doing this for now for eight years, talking about things that people can't see. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently they like it. Maybe the, maybe yeah, it's, it's a sort of sensory it, thing. It's a sort of masochism. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, a, like it's, it's like hey, I wish you guys could taste <laughs> yeah. this morning bun, which is now dripping uh, like cinnamon and sugar onto our our floor in our office. Um, <laughs> Troy is putting it in his face at this very moment. Actually, that's really, really good. <laughs> not nice, nicely done. I mean, I know that you yeah. don't make it yourself, but you uh, came up with the recipes and you're yeah. helping. Yeah. yeah, and we have great bakers in the bakery. Okay. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about sustainability within your guys' program and whether what you guys have done. And... I know that that's important to what you guys have done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a core of, of who you guys are, you yeah. know, of giving a shit about the earth, of, of you know, trying yeah. to do it in a more, more sustainable way. One of the things I know um, just off the top, and then I'd like for you guys to fill in the blanks for me, please, um, is that you got rid of single use cups. 2021? We did get rid of single use cups in 2021. January 2021, we mm-hmm. did. But now then we had to bring them back. <laughs> you had to bring them back, and this is yeah, okay. This yeah, is not, yeah. and it's, it's, we talked about this beforehand. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's a, you try to do everything you possibly yeah. can to be the best operator, more most responsible, ethical per, uh, person. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't work. How hard was it? What? Okay, you gave it a shot. Is it just like you were losing cups right and left? There wasn't a good tracking system. Well, it's definitely a learning curve. Um, we just realized that not giving people an option for single-use cups. But people, they might just throw out that jar. They might drink that coffee and just throw it out. So right. that is actually worse than throwing out a single-use cup. So it, giving right. people the option, I guess, seemed in that way more sustainable. Yeah, it took Got us it. almost two years to, to realize figure, yeah. it. But I was um, something that I felt like going into it, 
it was part of the conversation like hey are we going to go 100 percent this way are we going to also and i was like well if we go partial i at the time i thought well then people aren't going to ever choose it you yeah. know mm-hmm. this sort of uh yeah. jar exchange program so yep. and it was also kind of a, a def, tough time to do something like this based on covid and everything um, right because okay. it was still kind of you know it was we were still within the year of covid mm-hmm. right yeah within the year sure. we st- we, but People we just didn't. we were tired it was really like in our small business and it's small like it's you know everything's relative uh, relative and yeah but we consume so much, you know, like as yeah. far as like, and all these single use items, there's just so many of them. And, yeah. and during that time it was just, everything became single use items and everything just went that way so yeah. hard that yeah. we felt like we needed to, uh, we just had to pull the trigger on doing something. Do something to and, offset it. Especially, um, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, especially being in a business, even before COVID happened, you well, saw single use in your own. For sure, we yeah. actually meant to go into this program in, uh, it was going to be, I think we had it set for like April. We had it even uh, on a, up on our shops at April 13th or something, 2020. was when yeah. we were supposed to go all single, uh, get rid of all our single use items. Yeah. But then the world happened. And so right. that, that killed our hit pause on the idea. And we were waiting and waiting. And we were finally like, look, we just, uh, everything, you know, it would have been, it would have been a lot easier probably to transfer at that point. But anyway, we hit pause for a while and, um, and, that's that was the idea was that if we did this then we could educate more you know or get our message out there more because it would force the issue that people couldn't all of a sudden decide to have the single use item yep Mm -hmm. but like karina said that just over the time that we were doing it we were just kind of banging our heads against the wall because we just weren't getting jars back and um and it's not and and people thought they were doing us a favor by giving us the deposit but the reality is every time the deposit came in it's like we're actually it's we're not asking for what it cost no, yeah. for them we were just trying to add a number that made it reasonable for people to participate and if uh they would bring the jars back then everything was cool but the problem was people would just come around and they'd be like i'd he, you know i'd be in the shops and be like hey oh man my whole my whole cu- cupboard is filled with these things i was like that's not the right. point like, <laughs> right. like i'm not it's not doing me a favor i'd be like hey yeah. I, at the time of trying to give somebody their money, their refund, or you know, on the exchange, like, hey, you get, I got to give you three dollars back. You brought in two jars, and I go, don't even worry about it. I go, no, that's not the point. The point is, yeah, I want to worry about this it. way. This works is if it, if it, it's a give and take, like, and then that's that's how it would make the program really sustainable as a as solely as um, a, you know, like a non single use item shop. But the reality is, we just weren't gonna ever. I just guess we were just decided that. As a more complete program was, we just if people were going to treat these as single-use items, then they should just have a single-use item, yeah. and then they should just do what they're going to do. And I'm not going to try to push them away from our shop, but was hopefully still give us an opportunity to still have conversations with them if we see them in the shops all the time. Be like, hey, you should really do the jar thing or whatever. But that that hard, you know, like this is the only way we're doing it. Just was not. It was just we were just draining money and also I felt like we were creating more problems. Isn't that, I mean, and, yeah. and, and that's how a lot of like pilot programs work yeah. out right. with the good ideas. You're like, yeah. okay, now let's execute it. Yeah. like, oh yeah. God. I mean, I, we're, we're, I'm sitting here looking yeah. at a jar right now and yeah. imagine this is one of the jars that you, you yes. started the program mm-hmm. with, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's in a James Coffee koozie, yeah. which looks like your favorite band t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and that, wait, first, I can tell me what coffee this is, do you know? Uh, shop blend. At Shopland? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, so this straight is, up down the middle, like good with waffles, good with a sandwich, you know. 
Straight up down the middle, good with waffles. Yeah. I think that should actually be the name, the entire name of the coffee. I, I didn't realize there was actually coffee in there. I thought you guys had, I brought me some grounds or something. That looks fantastic. Thank you. And that is really, really good. There is coffee. Straight up down, down the middle in a koozie. All right. So, but tell, give me an idea of like, okay, so when you, when you launched this program, did you get like 5,000 jars? And then like two weeks later, you're like, <laughs> oh, we got so many jars. I was like, 20, tens of thousands. Tens of, of thousands. And then, and then we kept having to order them. I was like, well, that's just because the program is. More people are coming right, in. More people. Right. Then I was like, "Wait, we just keep ordering tens of thousands of jars." And I was like, "This is." I was getting like we were getting nauseous. I was like, "Oh, sure." This. I was like, "When? When? It, it should slow down." Yeah. Like right. we should be getting more bag. We should be reusing them. And then all of a sudden there'd be the incremental like single you know new customer that was participating in the program. But the, it just was wasn't like, not slowing numbers down. Were not, uh, not 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 not. not yeah. They were slowing down, but not. Not so much so. And maybe if we just had the one shop, but then we have four shops and has like a lot of jars and a lot of koozies and a lot of everything. But but uh, but now, uh, yeah, I mean, as much as it is, I wish it, you know, it would work just just as a, you know, just as the exchange program. I wish it would work solely as that. And a lot of people are starting to try but, to do that again. I mean, yeah. that's, that's why it's. They got to learn from stories yeah. like yours. Yeah. That's why mm-hmm. I thank you for telling it because yeah. honestly, having honest conversations about what works in sustainability or yeah. what practices like that and what doesn't and why it doesn't work is how you actually figure out how it yeah, works. Yeah, well, right. that was the thing. Yeah. We always said it's not a perfect idea because people would get blasted. It's like, oh, that koozie's not. I was like, yeah, but look. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, I'm like, but reuse the koozie. Well, I was almost trying to say this is not like a recycle program. This is not, this is, this is a reuse program. Yeah. The, um, the more times you use an item, you know, it will reduce the, the ultimate like uh, carbon footprint that took to create the item. Absolutely. So it's like, yes, this, this koozie is a koozie. It's, yeah. a, you know, but if you just keep using it, then that'll help reduce that, what it took to create that. But if you're just taking that and then throwing it in the trash, right, yeah. that's a bummer. And know? I think now everyone that wants to do the exchange program is doing it. Yeah. And yeah. the person that is here on vacation or just doesn't want to do it, then they can opt into just a single-use cup. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are still doing it. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. still doing we're still it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're still it. trying to promote it. It's still the first thing that we introduce to people. Like, hey, just so you know, if you don't know about our, you know, this program. Yeah. And if like, but we also have single-use items if that's a better fit for you for today. You know, like yeah. we don't try to push mm-hmm. anything. So, but we still, and in this, in this scenario, um, I feel good about it. You know, I, I feel yeah. at least like we're doing, yeah, cause we haven't bought, we haven't had, people are really, when they opt in, they're they like, really take it serious. Work. They're like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. sick. Like I'm not being forced. I chose absolutely before we were definitely forcing people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were forcing people into our shops, but they felt like all of a sudden they're like, wait, what? I gotta do, I gotta buy a jar. Like what do I, you know, and they're walking out. I was like, dang, that's, you know. You know, right. but we got a lot of, it was good though. Well, this yeah. is my call to people then to embrace a reuse on yeah. programs. Because, yeah. you know, you guys have seen in, 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 the, in the industry, I mean, we are a magazine yeah. printed on dead trees, mm-hmm. you know, in oil-based ink sent on trucks to people around San Diego. It's our business model. Yeah. But do I think that it has beauty and I think that it has yeah. art and I think it has value to a culture? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I really think it do. Yeah. Do I have to throw out my entire business model? No. Yeah. But what can we do? Yeah. How yeah, can yeah. we improve yeah. this? Yeah. You know? I mean, to, again, to your koozie point, I mean, yeah. it, no one's perfect here. Yeah. Right. You know, but you can try to do things. Like we, 
signed up for a program where we replant yeah. a tree for we replace every single paper that piece of page that we do in San Diego Magazine. We replace that in replanting. Wow, you know, oh, so awesome. yeah, so I mean, we we do a few other things, you know, in terms of you know volunteering, like one percent of our people's time, yeah. you know, to sustainability efforts, things like that, yeah, you know, and you guys are trying it, but it's it's never a perfect thing, but you have to embrace it, you have to like yeah. you know go forward. <laughs> I mean, we talked about the sustainability issue, we did a sustainability issue in in December, you know, and people are like. Oh, you want to talk about the elephant in the room? I'm like, oh yeah, I want to talk about it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not yeah. perfect. Yeah. How can we go forward? Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, yeah. so that's my challenge to everybody out there: is to, to um, a go get a jar of James coffee in in a koozie as well, and reuse that koozie yeah. and reuse reuse that jar. Right. Yeah, bring it back. Or bring it back. <laughs> bring it back, man. Bring it back. Um, okay, so what? I mean, what, what what have you learned about the coffee? I mean, coffee business. Are you guys happy that you've done this? Are you guys do you do you love this? Do you see it going forward in the future that you're going to have? you know, locations all throughout the United States and you're going to be the next James Bucks? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) See them? They look at each other like two people who have been in business for seven years. I I love making cups of coffee. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. we we both really genuinely love James Coffee and we love drinking coffee. Um, But But it is tough being a small business owner. It It is. It comes with challenges, you know. So I think... And then also being in business with your partner and with your family can also be tough at times. Wait, wait what? <laughs> For sure. Wait, what? Are this you, is wait, news to me. Yeah, I haven't heard that. <laughs> Did you really think that? You think it's tough? Who, <laughs> what, me? Do you get what? frustrated? Is there things you're not telling me? <laughs> this, is, this is it. I think we're, we're going to identify some frustrations that have been existing I lo- since I the beginning of time. I absolutely love, but just so you know, she can say whatever she wants. <laughs> um, but I really love, I like... I know a lot of there's friends. I got friends. Oh, I could never be in you know business with my wife or whatever. But I really I love I love being in business with Karina because we know exactly. I value the fact that we know what's going on in our lives. Like I value that I don't yeah. have to come home and yeah. share with her what what happened at work today. Or I I definitely value I don't have to listen to what happened to her at work. <laughs> you know, if it's right. just like some random job, then I have to hear about what Joe said to her. You know, and I can't do anything about Joe or who knows. I know. You're, just like, you're like I'm gonna try to care. Yeah. About yeah. You know, like, <laughs> but I so we get to do and share everything, and we get and we get. We can make our. It's cool. Like I really like being with her. Yeah, there's good, good and bad because we do always end up talking about work all day long. Same. There is no Claire and I. No yeah. breaking point of. My you wife know. and I will sit on the couch and we will have some wine, um, and just talk about the business yeah. all night long on vacation. We don't really yeah. take vacations. That's a lie. Um, but you know, if we did in our mythical vacation in our head, we're sitting around a pool with uh, you know um, with some kind of like good food around. And we're talking about the business. I totally yeah. understand mm-hmm. what you're talking about. It never stops, right? It never stops. But no. It's, but it's not a bad thing. It, yeah. yeah. It just is what it is. What, why San Diego? Why do you love San Diego? I mean, I, I, people ask me why did, I didn't leave. I'm a writer. I'm a, I, you know, I'm a, a guy that does TV. You know, they're like, you should go to LA. You should go to New York. You should get, you have to get the hell out of here. No. And I was like, no. I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to stay here and make my... Yeah. I contribute. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm going to make the city cool. Yeah. But at least I can like c- contribute to a part... Be a small part of a culture that actually increases, you know, the art, the culture, everything here. What about you? I, I mean, I, I can't speak for, or I can. Uh, San Diego is big, but it's small. Yeah, and it's a community that's always had a scenes, whether it's music or whether it's art, wh- whatever it is. There's like, like oh, there's always a community that cares. Yeah, and actually, like, I don't know. It's always felt genuine. Yeah, and uh, whereas, yeah, a lot of the other things, it'd be so easy. To, uh, 
New York potentially gets caught up in just trying to impress each other from New York. L.A. is just never impressed with anybody. Right. And, you know, I, 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 I think I connect well with Northern California. Yeah. Um, I went to Chico State. I feel that. Okay. And it's just, but, uh, but it's just, it's, but yeah, San Diego, I think it's, it's got enough people to like support um, whatever thing or sort of idea that maybe somebody would have yeah. in whatever industry. Uh, there's enough people, but at the same time, yeah, there's these little communities and it's, it feels still sort of like attainable and small. It doesn't really have that it's pretension. Warm. There's a, yeah, there's a warmth yeah. to it. Yeah. And I, I really think small business owners in San Diego really support each other. Yeah. They're, yeah, I think there's a, a good community there. And that is, I mean, do you, uh, you from, are, are you born and raised Indo? I'm born in Germany, but oh, that's right. <clears throat> I okay. lived in Indonesia for a while, and her, her, my mom is Indonesian. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they split their time from Germany yeah. and Indo. Okay, and then mm-hmm. I would imagine San Diego probably the best um, best California city for you to be in, then, if you appreciate the Indo culture, because to me it's always been the most relaxed, kind of like laid back mm-hmm. California city. Am I, I'm totally, you're like, no, San Diego sucks. I, no, go back I, love, the, I love living here. <laughs> you just said in the car ride over, you're like, when are we going to get the hell out of this city? I know it. I can see your face. I'm just kidding. Okay. No? Yeah? No? Hello? Anyway. No. We, I really like being here. You yeah. 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 Right. Right. No, we love you. you everything yeah. seems ro- romantic and exciting always when you're looking yeah. outwards you know yeah but right. here at the end of the day it does it provides so many different uh great mm-hmm. things it's a great yeah. platform so it's you can have like a uh worldwide international voice from this place that doesn't have to be yeah new mm-hmm. york or los angeles you know it's like it's you can make as much noise here i believe as those other places mm-hmm. that exactly the um uh and question for you, music-wise, what's going on? Are you going to do more Angels and Airwaves? Are you going to do... No, I'm... Yes, I, I... We're in a great spot, which is fantastic, because there was... I, as just friends, as relationships, the guys in the band and I, we can... I don't know. It's just like normal stuff. Like, it feels good. It didn't always feel... For a while there, it didn't feel like that. Well, you guys are normal normal human yeah, beings, too. And, um, yeah, whereas, whereas everyone... You know, things that other people were working on was hard to find energy to try to either interact or try to, you know, participate with. And so there was definitely a separation for probably almost like seven years. Right. And then, um, yeah. And then ultimately, uh, Tom and I started kind of reconnecting and, uh, must've been 2018 Yeah. and, uh, started talking about like, what would it be like to try to do another round of shows or put, you know, just do some stuff with angels again. And, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, so we took that year kind of putting things back together and then... Because you guys toured, what, 2021? 19, yeah, we did a bunch in 2019 as well. That was our official, like, okay, we're we're coming back and okay. doing stuff. Yeah. And then um, 2020 came and that kind of like put a, you know, like with a lot of people, well, the, the whole world put a wrench into the whole world. Yeah. And so that shut us down for 2020 and then towards the end of 2021, we came back and did like another big run. Through right the U.S. On. and uh, and and what are the what are the shows like? I mean, I, I have you guys. I, I don't know. And I yeah. apologize for not knowing. That's okay. Is it? Are, are do they? You get draw a big audience, or you guys? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's all relative, you yeah. know, to what audience you're you're comparing it to. So right. So I don't know. The, the, yeah. I mean, is it? Are you guys playing? Are you guys playing tiny clubs? Or are you guys playing no? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like say like you play like a couple nights at House of Blues and okay, uh, you know and and. We're kind of stuck in that place where you're kind of like, let's say, let's say 2,500 
you know, 3000 seat yep. capacity is probably perfect. And cool. But depending on the, the, the city or the venues that are available, you know, um, yeah, you just kind of go off of that. So, and do you, I, I, you said it's your night job. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a night gig that comes in at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's not a sustainable thing for me to be focused on. That's for sure. So. Right. Well, but, but she yeah. she proved that a long time ago. That's why she got you into coffee. Yes, right? yes, she yeah. knew that a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, so do you? But you get a chance to play much at all, or I mean, do you? I've been. It's hard uh, only because I'm not a person that unless I have like a project or something that's that's calling you know saying like hey this is coming up you've got to get ready for this I have a hard time just sitting around playing guitar um, or playing music because there's all these other things that we're working on that can that that have a place to go and a need yeah whereas me just sitting around plucking around I'll lose some sort of energy for that but yeah but I'm trying to keep it in my I'm trying to, it felt horrible actually. Cause when we came back in 2019, I really hadn't played probably in almost seven years. Oh really? And so that was yeah. a full blown, like, well, you've been focusing on your, your coffee. Yeah. Business. And I mean, it was like, every time I looked marriage. at the guitar, I was just like, and I can actually remember Tom come over to the house. Remember he came over to the house in Ju- when we lived up in Julian mm-hmm. and he picked up my guitar that was hanging on the wall and he was like, and it, it was <laughs> not he, in like, tune, not even, he was just like, he's just like gross. He was just like <laughs> gross. Like, and I was like, I man, I say, hey man, it's not. It just hadn't been much call for it, you know, and um, just, gross. just gross, and uh, not even a matter of being out of tune. It's just yeah, but dirty and coffee. out of tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so uh, yeah, I, I I usually need to have like I need to see something like a like a goal, a reason, a yeah. purpose. You know, if yeah. I you know then I'll do it. You know, then I then I'll sit there and obsess and and play a bunch and do things. But yeah, things are just different with the family and work, and it's hard yeah. to sit there. I used to just sit and play and I know you know and yeah just that 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 has changed unless you know, but we've but you know I've 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 been I'm trying not to get that dig myself that big of a hole because that was a hard hole to come out of yeah um confidence yeah, everything to all of a sudden be like i guess we're gonna play this because sh- our first show when we came back was at del mar fairgrounds or something right and it was uh i don't know five six thousand people i was like I yeah. guess this is it this is my first show in seven years and oh damn just started practicing like this is okay i guess we're doing this is happening. and you did it I mean, yeah i did it i did it yeah we, all, we all did it i think you know i don't know we probably we i played with a couple other guys the guys that are in the band now this guy um alan rubin it's a local guy and this Matt Rabano, and you know you got drums and bass that are all locked in, and they kind of make everything sound easier. Good. Yeah. They make everything. Tom and I can just kind of float, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah, you know, well, lost myself there for a second on the side of the stage. Those get guys back. are great. Yeah, those yeah. guys. Yeah, those guys are like a plus. Awesome. You know? Awesome. And then you on the baking side of this. If I'm going to try one thing um, from which I've just tried, I love that morning bun. That's probably my favorite so far. But the um, what's the one thing that you make that you're like, oh, we nailed that. That's my favorite thing that we make. The croissant. Just the croissant. The, just the plain croissant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I think it's the hardest thing to make, mm-hmm. and I think we're we're doing a pretty good job. Nice. With it. Mm-hmm. it is a la- layer of love. Mm-hmm. A layer Lots of, of love. Yeah. I did not even mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna get pull, that one. Pull quote from Troy. Pull, pull quote from Troy right there. <laughs> All right, 
Well, I will say, I will say this. I, a, I, I love the brand. Um, I love the coffee, the um, morning bun, the croissants. Um, and, and I love the fact that you guys are, I don't know, you're, you're creative people in, in a scene trying to, trying to do something good and trying to, um, to work in a sustainable, um, work in new sustainable business models. It is something that's hard to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially coffee culture. You yeah. know, we know how many single use cups are out there, mm-hmm. how many single use draws and everything else. Um, we will get that um, yeah. jar program <laughs> reuse off the ground. It starts right now on San Diego <laughs> Magazine's Happy Half Hour. Um, okay, so thank you very much. Uh, now I, I want to move on to two people fifty bucks. Yes. Okay, two people fifty bucks. You guys are prepped on this. Kinda. Kinda. Okay. So okay. Well, well then, I'm just gonna, a, but I'm going to have an answer for you. It's, it's a really <laughs> simple question. I mean, I know that you grew up in Rancho yeah. Pinasquito, so I know yeah. where you're going. You're going to Roberto's. You get three three roll tacos for, for for six bucks. No, that's what it is. No. Okay. Well, now I'm 46 now. So okay, that's right. Oh, oh that's right. We've aged. Yeah, and I play in a rock band. We're, we're, I'm still not you know? in the 19. I'm still not in the 1980s. No. no. Oh, damn, damn. I'm going to live in the glory days my mm. entire life. Um, okay, so where's the one place that you love to go? Like, I mean, if you're and, like, are we allowed to say the same thing? Or you can say the same thing. I, I think, think we said collectively. Because we do go there together. Okay, all right. Because <laughs> we don't go? get much time to be like, we actually don't get much time to just be like, hey, we got time yeah. to get lunch Whatever. ourselves. Kids, business? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. and then when we do, I think we always try to, we do collect, we always vote for this little spot over in Sunset Cliffs called Little Lion. Oh, they're the best. Oh, you know it. Oh, well, I mean, it's kind I, of your my, job my wife, to know it. Right. It <laughs> is my job. But my wife and I, we live in OP. Oh, you oh, do. Okay, so the yeah, Coulon okay, sisters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're the yeah. best. Yeah, yeah. you look them. like you could work there. You have a, like a hip. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand that you make your own clothes or you yeah, can stitch yeah, your own yeah, clothes yeah. and everything. Yeah. You have this yeah. hip um, sophistication about you, but you're also relaxed and mellow. That's them. That's mm-hmm. the sisters, right? Yeah, they're they're yeah, fabulous. They're pretty yeah. cool. And they they got great food. It's a great everything about it's great. I feel I like when we go there, we're on like the French Riviera. I've never been to the French Riviera, but. But, but I feel it, like but I'm in some place, place yeah. special. Like I'm like, there's the and it's so pretty there. Everything about it, it's just like it's a little <clears throat> special spot. It like, is mm-hmm. just that little box, man. The neighborhood, like it's just the cool. And on the edge of the earth, yeah. That's where I proposed to my wife over there on those cliffs. Oh, with everybody, oh, every nice. other San Diegan, apparently uh, not me. I, <laughs> I, uh, I just I made an appointment down at the. At the courthouse, and I showed her the piece. And I said, "Hey, you want to go down to the courthouse at four o'clock? Remember that on Tuesday?" Yeah. I said, "You remember, right?" That's goes, so romantic. Yeah, you told me on Thursday, "Hey, we're getting married next Tuesday." Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Do you want to? Do you want to? You want to go down there on Tuesday so they can get us in?" Well, you know what? Honestly, I, I my, I, probably even better than mine. But I was, yeah. I was actually on the cliffs. We're having a picnic on a Wednesday. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I want to do remarkable things on unremarkable days. You know, I think that was my, my yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do this, and I'm, I'm nervous as hell. I know she's gonna say yes. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I think, I think she's mm-hmm. gonna say yes. And but I'm like, I had never, I've been down at Sunset Cliffs. My, I mean, I lived in OP for seven years. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've been there, de- walked down there, gone surfing down there, mm-hmm. everything else, right? And so I, I, I never saw anybody get proposed there. I think it's only come up. In last couple of years that Instagram really got hot and heavy and oh. and, and people were really flock, flocking down there for the sunsets now so I'm, I'm on this blanket I'm gonna I'm gonna propose to her and I'm just about ready to do it and somebody proposes right no to the right way. of me <laughs> I mean right to the right no way and, and I, I go she goes she turns to me and she goes wouldn't that suck if she said no I go oh yes it <laughs> oh would my suck. God. it would really 
suck. I've got the ring in my pocket. I'm going to propose in a, in a couple minutes. So eventually I did it. I, 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 th- I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so you still proposed even though. I did. I wow, did. I felt like my, my thunder had kind of been stolen a tiny yeah, bit. It did. You know, and then I 100% was, it did. And it, yeah, I know. And I was just like coloring by number. I was tracing <laughs> right, right now, you know, but I still did it. She still said yes. That was it. That's awesome. All right. Cool. So two people, 50 bucks, little line. Wait, what are you guys ordering? Um, I, I said, uh, they, they have the, the, I like the, f- they were Belgian fries. We always mm-hmm. get those. Yeah. Um, there was some quinoa bowl. Like they oh have yeah. Like the green goddess bowl yeah, or something. They also do like, and then I get like just as cliche as it is, the avocado toast with a side of bacon. Cause I don't, I just don't want the bacon. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, um, then they have a, a good burger there. Um, they have a, the chicken, the, the, the chicken sandwich. Yeah. Chicken sandwich chicken is really sandwich good. Is yeah. super good. Um, now they're only doing brunch now, you know. Yeah. I mean, they'll do it the occasional dinners, you know. We they actually haven't yeah. been back for a minute, but that's it. Well, now you guys have to. for lunch with Maxine. Not me. You you went with her. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've taken. Yeah, you I've you went with Maxine. Trip, yeah. I didn't get to go, but you got to <laughs> see. Yeah, you got to see the girls and then. So Little Line, mm-hmm. it is a magical place, and I love those. Yeah. And, and they're just like generational San Diegans yeah. too. They've been around yeah. for a long time. They give a shit. They're just yeah. cool people. Um, and for me, I would say there's a new place in uh, Hillcrest. Uh, it's a um, Lebanese um, bakery. It started up in uh, in LA called Fernsage. Fernsage, um, they do a lot of. Um, like Lebanese and Middle Eastern breads and then they put it in with various toppings and they've got baba ganoush and they've got um, tahini and, and a bunch of different things but their shawarma oh my god the shawarma was so good oh god I'm, I'm salivating thinking about it I ordered it in the office the other day mm. and they have I mean obviously they're making bre- um, they're baking fresh flatbreads and we had their, their like sampler um, uh, flatbread with a bunch of different toppings some of those were really funky. They're, uh, they're really funky. I was it not, was like a weird cheese. Almost. There was a weird cheese on it that, I, and I love weird cheese. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was rough to get down. So it's called the cocktail platter. I would I honestly, and I hate doing this, but I would stay away from that. Um, <laughs> you know. But what I would do is I would get their shawarma with some of the flatbread. Oh my god, that beef shawarma and the lamb shawarma, which is a little bit crisped up, almost like a um, like you would do with carnitas, mm. was so good. But Middle Eastern flavors and spices mm. and everything else, it was damn damn good. That's fern. It's up in Hillcrest. It was really good. Yeah. I liked it as well. I had a feeling that was going to be your two people 50 bucks Heck this week. yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I went north of the 8, if you can believe that. That's bullshit. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Okay. I actually left North Park and yes. went up to north of the 8. We had to do a walkthrough for our brunch bash party. Uh, so I was up near uh, Omni La Costa, and I was like, where can I get lunch? Went into this like little like center that has like a you know, Vons and a like a Albertsons and oh. whatever other chain stores. And then I was like, what's this little Black hole in the wall place no. here? It's good. Uh, same owners as Black, Black Rail, but a place called Tin Leaf Fresh Kitchen, which yeah, is right that's beside where they started. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was so super, super good. I did get the veggie soup. Awesome. But what I really liked is I got their, basically their cold meatloaf sandwich. And so it's a, they call that it the morning. terrible. It's yeah. something I would have jumped on. It was, <laughs> it was really good. It my feet. There's a leftover meatloaf sandwich. <laughs> you guys want it in the fridge. It's, it was really good though. It's okay. like, so it's called the morning after meatloaf sandwich. And then right. they put it like, um, so there's it bacon on it, it and then like exactly. tomato. And like, uh, oh, it was cool. just on a, it was on a Sadie Rose uh, bread as well. So that was really yeah. good. Sadie Rose does some damn good bread. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I would definitely go there again. All right. Tinley. That's a, that's a good San Diego. Um, they, they own black rail as well. They've done, just done, 
they really give a shit about food. I mean, they uh, have done like full animals in, in the okay, kitchen yeah. and everything else where they don't waste and they use things, uh, different things for different stocks and everything else. They, they know what they're doing with food and actually actually care. So um, that's it, you guys. Um, James Coffee, thank you so much. Where can we um, find, is it James Coffee at Instagram? What do we find you best? Oh, uh, Instagram exists uh, for us and it's just James Coffee Co., I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at okay. James Coffee yeah. Co. Or online. Or okay. online, mm-hmm. which is jamescoffeeco.com. Okay. Yeah, and um, those are our spots. It's pretty. You can Google it. It's pretty <laughs> <laughs> One, it's like, I mean, all that stuff comes up. I mean, I don't know. If I, have I to mean, like, we're gonna put a blog post up. Yeah, it's gonna cool. have a link in it anyways, okay, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, 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 it's it's there. All right. Well, it's, it's a pleasure to have you guys on again. I, I've loved watching you guys evolve. I can't believe it's taken me this long to actually write about something about you or talk about you on the podcast. Um, and again, I still think um, one day you were studying, probably not studying, you're probably <laughs> learning guitar when I came okay. over to study yeah. with Lisa, your sister. Yeah. And, and I'm like, this is like an old, he's not a friend, but I mean, yeah. I, I saw him once when he was yeah. young. Yeah. I'm like, and he's got this coffee company. Like, mm. I got to have the guy in. And next, yeah. I'm going to get your sister in yeah yeah because yeah. your sister can you name drop your sister's place in la jolla. Uh, it's, it's it's the corner in the, in la jolla on la jolla shores the corner in la jolla yeah, shores yeah. lisa kennedy who's done a lot yeah. of uh, of things in the san diego like media scene and food scene and and, and and music she's kind of been the creative scene for a long time but food especially for a while now she's been yeah. doing it's kind of like a gourmet general store yeah ridge. market yeah okay. cafe yeah okay. so you can go in there you can get a sandwich, but you can also then they also have like specialty items, you know, like yeah. uh, as far as like gross, grocery goods, you know, yeah, grab and go items, from chicken salad, uh, and way sushi. better than like a Seven Eleven. Oh yeah, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 nice. I go every time I go in there. I'm always like. Uh-huh. I'm always wanting to go out with a grocery bag of stuff, you know. And like we were saying, small businesses help each other out yeah. in San Diego. Um, James time. Coffee, yeah. therefore recommending a family member on um, yeah. the corner <laughs> over in La Jolla Shores. Go check it out. That's all we got for this week, you guys. Um, go get a jar of James Coffee and reuse it, damn it. Yes. Um, yeah. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks.